you leave the Christian church, you're going to have a lot of people that accuse you of leaving the church because you didn't want to be held accountable. I hear it all the time that I'm an atheist because I just don't want accountability in my life. And I think this is very laughable coming from a group of people who believe that all you have to do to be held accountable is say a prayer and believe in a specific God. That once you say this prayer and you devote your life to Jesus, all of your sins will be washed clean. It'll be like you never committed them. Even if you're a serial killer or a child abuser, no matter what you do in life, it can be forgiven. And it can be forgiven as easily as saying a prayer, believing and repenting. Except you don't actually have to repent because you do keep on sinning when you become a Christian. It's just now you have this Jesus covering over your life that protects you from being held accountable for your actions. This is why the gospel is so appealing to bad people because they don't have to be held accountable. They can just ask God for forgiveness and they're in the clear. Okay, so um, I've seen several videos of this uh, lady and <clears throat> a lot of them are like this. I I will say I think her arguments um, are well thought out. Her grievances are well thought out. I've heard her talk a little bit about what ended up causing her to to leave the faith. And if I'm remembering correctly, it was similar. She there were things she had questions on, and she wasn't given a, a good answer for. Um, I know specifically that there's a, a video she did where she's walking through, I think, like five verses that really caused her to start questioning or doubting. And um, I I have that on a list to possibly get in and actually break down those five verses. Um, I don't know when that will come out for sure. But um, I would... I would agree that I don't think this is a good stance to take. Um, people saying that you're only a Christian because you don't want to be held accountable. I don't see how jumping to that conclusion is beneficial to anyone. Um, it's honestly, it's probably not accurate. I think most people. <laughs> If, if it was that she didn't want to be held accountable, um, I think that gives the impl implication that she knows the Bible is true and she just doesn't want to have to follow the, the rules or the ordinances or, or, you know, whatever. But I don't think that's the case. Um, I think far more often, there, there are very well maybe people like this, um, but I think far more often the case is actually that they just they don't think it's true it's not that they don't want to be held accountable they think that what they're being held accountable to is false or man-made or um, not actually God and if I would I would say in their defense if that's the case then yeah you shouldn't hold yourself accountable to it um, but what we come back to is that that's not actually the case so the whole idea that uh, telling people that they just wanted to, that they're not a Christian because they just want to go do X sin or Y thing or, um, you know, whatever. I, I've heard it multiple times from multiple people, um, even before I really got into a lot of this theology apologetic stuff. I did not really like that answer. Um, frankly, I find it to be kind of lazy and um, 
insulting to a lot of people. And if our purpose is to bring the gospel to them and actually try to get them to engage in a conversation, then how is that meeting that end? Um, this kind of goes back to what I said at the onset that, you know, we want to, we want to make sure that we're approaching non-believers in, in a correct way, in a good way. And I don't think this is doing that uh, at all, really. Um, rather than jumping to a conclusion as to why they've moved away from their faith, their faith why don't we ask them, um, have a conversation, open dialogue with them? Why do they not believe in Christianity? Um, if you know that they at one point did, okay, well, what, what was it that made you start wondering or, or questioning? You know, there's um, a conversation recently um, that happened on one of the shorts on our Facebook. Um, yeah, I believe it was Facebook. But uh, me and this gentleman went back and forth, talked for a little while, and that's what it was. Like, it was, he, he brought up things that he had issue with that he thought were inconsistent, um, and I addressed them. And then I brought up the things that I thought were inconsistent with his worldview, and we actually had a discussion back and forth. Um, now, I, I don't think I ended up changing his mind. I don't think anything uh, will come from at least not just that conversation alone. I think that eventually, you know, that could have been a seed that was there. He made a comment that, like like many of these people we're seeing today, or like the last one we watched, um, he made a comment that, you know, he asked these questions and no one could ever answer him with logic or reason. It was always um, God works in mysterious ways or, or things like that. And just, I think, you will surprise a lot of atheists, a lot of non-believers, if you simply are willing to engage in friendly conversation, friendly dialogue. You're willing to let them ask their questions and try to answer them. And be willing to admit if you don't have the answer. Um, you know, even looking at possibly like a debate forums, because someone wants to debate doesn't mean that they're right means that they were a better debater. <laughs> you, could, you can be debating and supporting a wrong view and still win the debate. That, that doesn't mean that you're right or wrong. Um, same way as if someone asks me a question and I don't know how to answer it, that doesn't mean that, they're, that my view is wrong because I don't know how to answer their question. It means that theology is very broad. There's a lot of stuff to cover. And I don't know how to answer every single objection that every single person is going to have so I am okay saying I don't know and then I'll go look it up. I'll try to study it. I'll get back to the person. Um, I, I may end up changing my views. Um, I don't foresee myself changing, going away from Christianity. I, I will say overwhelming that it is true. Um, by far the most true view in history. And... Uh, but as far as, you know, I've, I've changed my views recently on some topics, the inside Christianity, some, some more drastic than others. Uh, but I have changed my views recently on some stuff and I'm open to doing that. 
And I said that in this conversation I had with the gentleman as well, that I'm open to changing my views. I, I know that I'm not right on everything. Um, so that's my take on that. I don't think it's good or healthy or beneficial at all for us as Christians to assume that someone is leaving Christianity just because they don't want to be held accountable. Um, don't make assumptions about what other people's actions. Rather, actually have a conversation with them and try to talk, see what they actually say about their actions, um, about what they believe or why they did certain things or issues they have, um, and be ready to answer this. So, next one. And this one should be one of the Christian ones. Okay, I'm gonna pause this one and talk through each of these. So, um, she gives, I think it's four points. Number one, the Bible is the most historically and scientifically accurate primary source all of, all of human history, proven by archeological evidence. This is true. Um, I did a series talking about how we know the Bible is true, and in that there was, uh, oh, just ridiculous amount of um, original manuscripts. Just looking at the New Testament, um, overwhelming number of original manuscripts that we have for the New Testament versus other documents that we we don't have as many manuscripts for, but we take them as being reliable. Um, the, the borrow that is set for the Bible is absolutely ridiculous and is unparalleled by anything. But the Bible even, even with that, um, surpasses those, I believe. The Bible claims that Jesus is, number two, the Bible claims Jesus is the way, truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. This is also true. Um, so I've seen a lot of stuff before, like the, the coexist bumper stickers and universalists talking about how everyone's really going to ultimately end up in, in heaven or whatever you say it is. And um, Jesus is just one path. No, Christianity is an exclusive, uh, exclusive religion. Um, same as many other uh, Islam is an exclusive religion. That means they do not believe, if you go off their teaching, you cannot get to heaven um, or whatever they may call it by any means other than their way. You have to go their way. There is no other way. There is no highway. That's it. It's their way or nothing. Um, so that's what Christianity teaches. That is true. Question three, Jesus is the only man in history that claimed to be God and proved it by raising himself from the dead. Again, this is true. As a general rule of thumb, if someone is able to predict their own death and resurrection and pull it off, you should probably go with what they say. Um, there's evidence that Jesus uh, overwhelming evidence that Jesus was a person. He did exist. Um, there's nobody in any type of scholarship that says that he did not exist. Um, pop atheists online will say that, but I'm, if I'm being blunt, 
they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Anybody that is in any position of authority to actually know any of this stuff says um, that it is about the most provable thing in history that Jesus not only existed, but that he was crucified by the Roman prefect, um, and then he was buried in a tomb. Um, multiple, 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 multiple people will attest to that. Anybody that is in any type of legitimate field, as I said, um, will agree with that. Now, when we talk about the resurrection, this is a little different because um, there are, and even with this, uh, you know, there are claims of some 500 people that said they saw Jesus resurrect bodily after his death. We have the willingness of the early disciples. Now, not all the disciples can be proven that they were martyrs. Um, we can kind of go with certain degrees of um, certainty, some more than others. Um, we can say very confidently that Peter and Paul were both martyred. Um, Paul was beheaded and Peter was crucified upside down. And I believe it was actually at the same time. Um, now, with this, this does not make sense if they are in, they are the ones that are in the position to know if what they're, what is being claimed about Jesus is true or not. And people don't die for something that they know is false. Um, it just, it doesn't happen ever. <laughs> So, um, so honestly, like seriously, one of the most well accepted arguments, I think this is where Bart Ehrman falls, um, is that this was mass hallucination that all of these people thought they saw Jesus. They had a, a mass hallucination and, uh, they all had the same hallucination at the same time, and they all thought that they saw Jesus bodily resurrect after he died. I think that is reaching, but that's uh, that's their case. They have to prove that one. Uh, four. So okay, so this is I just went into that. There are over five hundred documented eyewitness accounts, not Christians, who saw Jesus walking around after he crucified. I already talked on that one. So, yeah. Um, again, like this is, uh, I like this one. It was good. There was, it, it was kind of hard to read. <laughs> you had to actually pause it. You couldn't read it. Um, at least I couldn't. Uh, some people may have been able to read it, but I read incredibly slowly. Um, so, uh, there's a ton of evidence that Jesus died, resurrected, and uh send it again so that was good let's go on to that was number five um so we did four atheists and then the fifth one was a christian let us go on i don't even want to say it, but i'm going to say it i left christianity because everything i thought that christianity was was proven wrong in that moment god doesn't care about your religion religion to god and let's say heaven or home or Jesus is meaningless and pointless. He doesn't care. God wants a relationship with you. Talk to him. He doesn't need you on your hands and he's praying. He doesn't need you doing anything other than having a simple conversation like you and I are right now. That's it. 
That's all that matters to him. That there is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. When I came back, I was like, I want you to talk about me. I want you to let everybody know that I'm here, that you're all okay, that you are loved, you are seen, you are heard. I hear all of you. You are not alone ever in your life, no matter what you are going through, how horrific or how happy or whatever. Father is going through it right there with you. You are not ever alone. And that, that has become so comforting to me. Okay, so this, in my opinion, raises uh, another issue I have with a common mm, colloquial term, I guess you could say. Um, I, I, my entire life, I have heard people say, Christianity isn't a religion, it's a relationship. I think this shows some of the problems that can arise with that thinking. Um, that's not true. Christianity is a religion. Now, it is a religion in which you have a relationship with the God that created everything, but it is a religion. There are stipulations that you have to follow. It is not as simple as um relationship that you would have with a a friend um or a spouse or uh something like that where you are uh equal in value equal in authority equal in decision making um all of that where um it's it's just as possible that i could offend them as they could offend me this is not at all the case um, yes we have a relationship with God however we have a relationship with a being that is infinitely more powerful than we are infinitely more perfect than we are infinitely more valuable than we are um, he has decided to have a relationship with us he wants relationship with us and it's great that's beautiful and that's an amazing thing but <laughs> The whole idea that it's it's just solely um, solely a relationship and all the idea of religion is out the window, I do think brings up problems, um, and I think we see it here. Even I'm not, I'm, I'll be honest, I do not know everything that this man believes. I will say that some of what he was saying sounded kind of uh, new agey to me. It was giving off some new age vibes, um, things like that. That view, if you really push it, can be very problematic. Um, the, the idea that he doesn't want you in church, he doesn't care what you do. Like, God cares very much what we do. That's, that's why he's given us what we, how, instructions for how we should live our lives, for even with the gifts of the spirit the the bible outlines how the gifts are supposed to be performed and the structure that's supposed to be there the guardrails that are supposed to be there um so it's the whole idea is it's flawed it doesn't work um it's it's very problematic but we'll skip to the next video you have a belief in god yeah, I do. I do. So, I, like I said, I, I grew up in a Christian background, not as much as I used to now. Um, 
because of hypocrisy. Still, religion's still in my life. Not what it used to be because the human side of it. I understand. Um, and the hypocrisy that's come from that. But we ain't even got time for all that yeah, conversation. That's the whole... Okay. Um, I do think there's another video that's going to come up that kind of uh, ties into this a little bit. Um, so, I will agree that there's there can be a lot of hypocrisy in the church. Um, I have met some of the nicest, kindest, most loving people I've ever met at church. I've also met some of the meanest, most hateful, unloving people I've ever met have been in church. Um, that is, it sucks. That's the reality of it because you have people involved and people, unlike God, are not perfect. So, the problem I have with this the reason for, for leaving Christianity or leaving the church um, if you leave a church because people are hypocrites then your faith was in people um, I'm sorry but that's that's what it is if uh, if you go to <clears throat> let's say your favorite restaurant is um, McDonald's and there is a McDonald's that is 10 miles down the road from your house and you go there every day for lunch or every other day for lunch or whatever um, <clears throat> first of all that's terrible health choices but uh, that, that aside for the point of the analogy um, if you go there every single day and um, you have bad service the people that are there whether they're employees or whether they are other patrons um, they are absolutely just they treat you horribly. Chances are you're not going to stop eating. Um, I, I, I'd even say that chances are you're probably not going to stop going to McDonald's because of that. You may go to a different one. Um, you may drive a little bit further or, or something along those lines. You may pick a different restaurant. Um, but it doesn't make logical sense for you to stop eating because the people that treated that that worked there treated you badly um likewise i would say if you go into a church and uh, the individuals that are there are treating you poorly acting horribly all this other stuff then i could see that being a reason to for, for that someone would look for another church um If, if that causes you to leave your faith altogether, then your faith was not in God. Your faith was in man. And I know that is blunt, um, and there's a lot of people that don't like it. I actually think that, that is an issue coming up, uh, another reel that we're going to see here shortly. They discuss this, but um, that's just what it is. Sorry. And I know, like I said, I know that that sounds harsh, but that's what it is. If, if you leave because of how people treated you, then that's where your faith was.